G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. A couple of uh, beers have delayed the date of this pod, it's been a big uh, weekend on the source for JLo and myself, but we are here giving you plenty of updates, got a bit of footy stuff and some fantasy news to talk about, this will probably be the last we mention of footy for a while as we roll into a bit of the lull in the AFL season. Plenty of NBA news as well. The Nuggets and Cavs get their day, get a little bit of a mention. Cavs on a four-game winning streak at the moment, so I'm up and about. Talk about some of the other teams that really haven't got a shine early uh, on the Sports by Fry pod this NBA season. Give the Rockets some love for their five-game winning streak and then kind of point out that OKC and Detroit are in really shitty situations, much like the Portland Trailblazers. Long-time uh, listeners of the Sports by Fry podcast will know that Sunday PM is when we do our best work. Uh, a couple of beers got in the way of recording this podcast. We're going to do a bit sooner, but how the how the bloody hell are you, JLo? Yeah, hungover, but good, ready to talk sport. You, that is of. why we're here. Uh, going to mix up the order today, just because I like to do things differently. I'm going to go with footy stuff first, because let's be honest. Now that the drafts in the rear vision mirror. There's probably not a ton of footy stuff that's worth talking about. There's going to be blokes on the preseason track pre-Christmas, but none of it really matters. Uh, how are you feeling about the Coasters draft? Thumbs up, thumbs down, something yeah. in the middle? No, I was pretty happy with it. Obviously, we were pretty um, keen on old uh, Chesser, Campbell. Yeah. Camp, Camp Chesser, big CC. Um, <laughs> probably know something I don't know about him. Um, and pretty happy to get old Rhett Bazo. I thought that was a, a nice good get. Yeah, so. the Jack Williams bloke that they snagged as well was like another solid key mm. forward. Yeah, I think did a very did well. similar thing to what the Dockers did and target local blokes, which I think is smart, obviously. Um, yeah, we sat down. When was the last time we sat down? About 10 <sighs> days or so ago? You're asking me. Yeah, mate. pre-draft anyway. But we were saying you wanted the Coasters to try and draft someone with speed. Mm. And I identified that Josh Sin bloke and then Port actually traded with you blokes to grab him. They moved up two yeah. spots. Gave you a future second, which was probably a bit overs, I reckon. Like, they gave up, a what, a pick that'll be 35 or something. Seems so, like they probably could have just waited. Exactly. Again, I didn't, it sounded like you boys were... T- anyway, smart by the Coasters. I don't think that'll be the only time we say uh, smart move by West Coast on this podcast. Mm. Uh, sticking with West Coast, Brad Shepard's uh, health's making a couple of headlines lately. So, the 2020... All-Australian defender might have played his last game of footy. Lingering concussion effects. Uh, big uh, big fans of uh, Brad Shep in this household. So what's the potential ramifications, you reckon, for the Coasters if Shep is forced to retire? Yeah, it's not, not great. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? No, he's, um, I thought he would sort of finish up as a 300-game kind of guy. Um, so big loss, like he's right in the sort of prime, like you said, 2020 all Australian. So mm. pretty, pretty hefty loss. If he, if he does bow, I guess it gives a good chance for bloody who's back there, Duggan and Witherden to kind of really Thrive. step into their own. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it'll work out for the best in some kind of weird way, but pretty, pretty big loss. And I he think- seems like a heart and soul kind of guy. Yeah. It's not. Never a good thing to hear that happening to what seems like a pretty like lovable character around mm. the club. Uh, yeah, 216, I think, games he's played for the Coasters. Sounds about right. He's 30, so 
I guess you can take a bit of a silver lining and being like, oh, it's not he's not super young, like Dan Venables type yeah. of thing who has to miss out. And I think if you were going to lose someone on any line, the halfback line's probably where the coasters bat the deepest. Like you probably. got Bunga yeah. will go one more year, but you got Joshy Rotham as well. Mm. Tom Cole's not really a halfback, but like you've got some solid yeah. defenders, I think, that'll uh, cover his loss, including Campbell Cheshire. So. Yeah, oh, the Chester. The Chester. Uh, Jordan Dugowie, he's back in Australia, wanted to train with the Pies. I think, don't know if this is all AFL clubs, but Collingwood's going back to work, like all their players mm. tomorrow. West Coast are definitely back. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen like different age groups of blokes training over the last couple of weeks. But mm. yeah, Collingwood said, nah, mate, we don't want you back at the moment. He's got his hearing on Wednesday. We spoke about it when the news came that he was on assault charges or I don't even know what the definition of the charges he's facing sexual assault wasn't it yeah i think that one's been dropped but he's now still being charged with like aggression or assault towards like another bloke anyway yeah yeah but uh do you reckon just in a nutshell do you reckon he's played his last game for the pies or i mean look it's a loaded question yeah i got got no idea but i would say they'd be stupid if they kept him i think just like Fool me once kind of thing. You yeah. know, he's been a bit of a larrick in his whole career. Bloody great player, but I don't know. Draw I, I the would, line somewhere, huh? Yeah, I think so. And it seems like Collingwood's kind of in a, you know, they need to really reset. Um, well, Craig McRae's like taken mm. over as a new coach. I'm pretty sure they've got like another new CEO or like club president as well. Actually, they might not even have one elected yet. Mm. But yeah, if I was running the pies and I'm sure you'd be in the same boat, I'd be like, oh, thanks, mate. Maybe try to trade him, or I don't know how the that'd work from yeah. now. You might have to delist him, honestly. But mm. it seems like they need to clear house a little bit. Um, obviously, at the coaching level, they've done that. Yeah. Did that have they done that with their CEO sort of stuff yet? Or is yeah, that, I kind is of forget. To I'm pretty sure. I, I want to say they... Mark Skoda or whatever the dude's name was, the previous president took on a role and then quickly resigned or like stepped out of... Right. Yeah. I get confused with them and Colin, uh, Carlton, honestly, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> neither of them are in a uh, yeah. great spot. Time though. to reset. Yeah, I would be surprised. Mark Corder, close. Corder, yeah. But, um, of course. Yeah, I think, yeah, well known. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he is stepping down at the start of the 2022 season. So, anyway, that's enough of Pies talk. Yeah. Uh, that's way Round too one much. fixtures out. Which obviously yep. could be subject to change. Uh, COVID hopefully mm-hmm. won't uh, deal us as many curveballs as it has in years past. Yeah, get out of here. But uh, the people they listened, the AFL listened. They've given the people what they want. We've Thank got, God. We've got the grand final rematch to kick off the season. It's elite. Yeah, that's exactly what we it's want. It's the way it should be. Um, they play on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Carlton and Richmond still get their Thursday night slot, so we'll still be able to pencil that into our calendars. Uh, Game no one wants to watch. Oh, my God. I think Richmond's won eight or nine of the last, like, ten they've done it. I'm like, (laughs) that might be the biggest game that Carlton plays, like, attendance-wise, you know, home opener. Isn't the the Collingwood-Carlton one usually pretty big? Usually. That's the first game I went to at the G. Oh, wow. There's a useless fact, but... um, Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, because I know the Sportsby fans were dying to figure out (laughs) when that was. Marley Williams kicked his first goal in that game. Uh, Another useless nugget. (laughs) GWS and the Swans also play. Buddy needs five snags to reach 1,000. I mean, that's the sort of thing you want to see on a Thursday night at the fucking SCG. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Well, actually, I've got it here. I'm pretty sure that's on a Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. That's that's prime time stuff. Saturday, 5 o'clock. So that'll probably be 5 o'clock east time. So like 2 o'clock 
three o'clock our time. They should have made that first game of the year and just been like, if Buddy can snag the thousand. That'd be pretty nuts. They get the whole crowd running in there, mate. Like, Surely people will storm the field if he kicks the thousand. Well, it was that whole thing with like when he was coming up on his hundy. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're really not allowed to do it anymore. Like, will, will they do it? And, uh, you know, the people spoke. It's a bit different this time around, though, like with COVID and... Yeah, I wonder I, how... But I think it's still going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I wonder how harsh they will be. And Does like, oh. Optus have, a, like, a cage around it? Uh, I think they've got, like, an elevated oh. uh, fans around the boundary line, if that makes sense. Like, you're not right up on the fence. Jeez, like I hope Giant, Giant Miss uh, never kicks 100, mate, because that would be sad if you couldn't get out there at Optus. No, mate, I'll, I'll make the leap. Yeah, we'll bring, <laughs> we the, we'll bring the angle grinder. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'll be honest, I don't really care if he doesn't kick 100. I just want him to win us a flag. Uh, all right. We've yeah, talked, all right. <laughs> we've talked all sorts of like news and tidbits throughout the AFL world, but there's one important article that dropped last week that I don't know if you've seen yet. You might have. Uh, it's regarding the fantasy players' positions next year. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did yeah. pay attention. So, I've uh, done a bit of a dig and got all the relevant ones, but mm. there's a lot of the forwards from last year that have lost their forward status. Yeah. So Zorko lost his. Uh, Aaron Hall is now a pure defender, which Kelly. is no surprise, really. Danger, Josh Kelly, Hunter, Fife, Pendles, uh, Rowan Marshall and Darcy, they're all just one. Some of those blokes will probably get it back at some point. Well, that's the point. thing is usually yeah. throughout the year, other blokes pick it up and then they're the ones who mm. become important. But yep. There were a couple of big takeaways. Oh, Laird and Cal Mills lost midfielder status. So no they're surprise. both just uh, sorry, lost yeah. defender status. But there's some big dogs to start the year mm. that have mid forward. You got Taranto's Taranto, the one I liked, yeah. Cornelio, Trelaw, and Dunkley. Mm. So I want to kind of like rank the four of them. Obviously, you gotta kind of take how much they're gonna be worth into account. Sure. I think yeah. Trelaw and Cogs off the top of my head will probably be cheaper than the other mm. two. Not by a significant amount, but if Dunkley he had, would be pretty cheap too, eh? Yeah, he kept thought. his forward status. Yeah, but, well, but the, he had like a he sort of had a bad end to the year. Well, he busted thing. his shoulder after like five or six weeks, didn't he? But he just didn't come back from that really yeah. well, you know? Yeah, I think those four new blokes, so we've got Duncan of the Mitch variety, mm. Cogs, Taranto and Trelaw. How would you rank those four blokes as like fantasy blokes to lock into your number one, two, Taranto slot, whatever? One. You reckon Taranto won? I mean, I would have locked him into my midfield if he was still there, like, yep. just because he's so consistent. Um, and then I'd go Duncan, Trelaw, Cogs. See, I'd probably go Duncan one. Okay. Just over Tarant, only because Tarant seems to have those, like we've said previously, he has 140 and then 80, which still equates to 110 average. But I feel like Duncan's floor's a bit higher, if that makes sense. I do wonder how like a lot of those aging Geelong blokes will go over the next couple of years. Mm. But yeah, I would be tempted to pick Duncan over Taranto. The reason I wouldn't pick Duncan over Taranto is because I think he started really like just crazy hot at Timmy? the start. No, Duncan started yeah, okay. just so hot at the start of last year. And then he sort of tailed off a bit. And I, I just wonder if maybe that sort of stuck in people's heads a little bit. Like, maybe. oh yeah, I remember him being... But like Taranto is like... Perennially, there nice. is, perennially, an elite fantasy scorer. Like he's done it for years in a row now, and he's still young as shit. Like, yeah, bit of a glitch he, like, in the matrix. Old or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's the man to put him into your forward spot. Yeah, uh, Cogs and Trelaw. 
Just don't trust cogs? Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird one. I think... You just don't know what to expect. Well, it's tough. I was actually doing a bit of thinking about this as I was writing all these names down. The dogs and the giants midfield is always very precarious when it comes to picking blokes because Taranto's pretty safe. Except McRae. McRae's pretty safe. But like Trelaw, I was all in on throughout this year. And I think I traded him in after he came back in like round seven or eight or not, whatever. And he didn't really live up to the hype. Didn't score great. Mm. Had like a pretty good game on grand final day but didn't really live up to the fantasy numbers that you usually associate with Trelaw. So I do wonder how he's going to keep his scoring up with that loaded dogs midfield. And do you, you can have, say this. Oh, he's going to say, do you have more faith in Cogs than him? I you, don't Cogs think just, so. I think yeah. I got more faith in Trelaw. He's just such an unknown quantity, Cogs. Yeah. Like, just throw him straight in if he plays really well, but I would. he's a weight you know, wait yeah. and see for me. See how he starts the year. That's yeah, a fair call. definitely. A um, couple of other little nuggets. Lipinski and Geordie Clark, two blokes that swap clubs in the off-season. They're both pure midfield, mm. but those two loom as like guys that will pick up another status. But if they don't have it to start the year, probably won't pick him no. like throughout the year. Uh, Jordan yeah, Dawson. Lipinski, depends how much Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think they said they want to play him on a wing, so mm. watch this space. Um, Jordan Dawson, just a defender. Hmm. Pretty interesting. I think yep. his big 160-odd score will boost his starting price. But, yeah, right. Uh, he's definitely someone I'm interested in. Will Brody is a mid-forward oh. and he's going to be cheap as fuck. Very so interesting man. Pretty sure I'll slot him in at like F4, F5 yeah. without too much trepidation. I did that last year though. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, the top two draftees, I think fantasy-wise anyway, Nick Dacos and good old Jason Horn francis both pure mid Okay. But, again, they're likely to pick up forward status throughout the year. It's a shame that at least one of them didn't have forward yeah. status to start the year. Yeah. Real handy to put them as, like, yeah, one of your last on-field blokes. Especially if you're going to pay up for blokes like that, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. You you want to feel safe putting them on your field and not just locking them on a bench. I don't it's know. It's nice to be able to yeah. have that flexibility to move them around if shit hits the fan, mm. for sure. Um, there's pro- there was a couple of other blokes that... You could talk about, but they were the main nuggets. Uh, before we dive into basketball talk, did you want to give a NFL update? Any NFL news you got to, uh, or stories you want to get off your chest? I just haven't won a single fantasy game this year, everyone. So did you? Did you have Lenny Fawns last week? Was it? Yeah. He scored four touchdowns. Or the one before. Uh, it's all a bit hazy yeah. this time of year, mate. Uh, I had it, and but no one else went over friggin' ten, mate. So I'll be honest. I got Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. And he's questionable. So I was like, oh, Carson Wentz is still on the waiver wire. Beauty. I'll just add him and play him this week. But you beat me to the punch on that one. Yeah. This could be your week. This is good. good feeling about this one. Do you know who you're playing? No. Nah. No. Nah, don't know what's happening. Oh, That's know. a great uh, NFL yeah. update. Let's move into some <laughs> basketball. Uh, I want to talk about the Cavs first. Because ever since Evan Mobley's come back, They've been rolling again. Mm-hmm. First time that they've won three games on the road against teams with a winning record in like 50, 60 years or something. Oh, no. Franchise hasn't been around that long since the 70s. Um, so they've That's 50 years. Shit. Yeah, it is too. Fuck. Um, they're flying right now. Darius Garland's popping off. Yeah. But I think Jared Allen is the one that I've really... after Like I've avidly watched the last three or four Cavs games and I'm big on Jared Allen's play. He's like... Second in the league in dunks. Second in the league in like point uh, bucks got scored in the paint. That was well done. Yep. Grabbing a ton of boards, getting a ton of blocks and playing a bit like 
a more energetic Rudy Gobert is how I'd word it. So pretty high on them. Uh, could see one of them make an all-star team. They'd have to do something else pretty special or keep rolling through wins. But there's a lot to like about the Cavs at the moment. 13 and 10, 13 and 11, something like that. We got the Jazz tomorrow in the early game. So mm. see if we can keep up our streak. Uh, but the Nuggets started a winning streak of their own with a dub against the Knicks today. Mm. Don't think we've sat down. I've recorded a podcast, but don't think we've sat down since the Port Junior news came out. So he's out pretty much for the season. I don't yeah. know if that's been confirmed. Yeah, it is. But highly likely he won't be back. If it hasn't been confirmed, I'm yeah, confirming it. confirming it here. Uh, how do you feel about the Michael Porter Jr. sitch? Uh, uh, fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, I'm not too... You can't be too focused on like one season as a sports fan, especially not basketball. I th- I think like Fair. it's it's a ten year window with Jokic. Like I've got ten years to make it happen. Jamal's sort of the same. MPJ's sort of the same. So as long as I win a chip in the next decade, I'll be all right. Um, tricky one with his back stuff, but I think the other thing to remember as well is like he always look at these injuries from a historical point of view because mm. you're like, oh, well, you know, like an Achilles say, like no one's come back from an Achilles except Kevin Durant's just done it, hasn't he? Like, And so like technology's getting better. It's things like that aren't as p- potentially as bad as they yeah, used okay. to be. So I, I feel good about MPJ coming back eventually. Um, and I actually feel pretty good about the Nuggets squad as it is, the West isn't what it once was at the moment, anyway. And yeah, like, kind of in a bit of a transition, right? Like the Warriors are still pretty powerful, but you feel like LeBron hasn't looked as good this year as like some of those other juggernaut teams from the last few, well, not decades, but from the last stretch are starting to slip off. So, yeah. So I feel good about him and playing some good defense and just mundering left, right, and center. Well, it's funny well, it's you say gonna, that. We're going to come back to that anyway. Yeah. Since uh, they started to go on a bit of a slide. They were like nine and four, second in defense or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think, who was it? It was one of the Ringer podcasts they were talking about. It. The Nuggets were like 30th in defensive efficiency. Like, yeah, with no Jokic. Over their stretch, yeah. So, like, having him out has really, like, deflated their win-loss record, if that makes sense. Obviously, he's like an MVP. Yeah, best so, player in the world. No Jamal, no MPJ. They've, like... Austin Rivers has been out, which is a huge loss for the boys. Yeah. Um, who else has... Oh, Dozier Bone. did his ACL. Like yeah. They've had a, everything that almost could have gone wrong to start the year, kind of has. Bones is in protocol. Bowls in protocols. Um, we just signed a... Um, damn, what was his name? Devon Reed. Devon Reed. And uh, he looks awesome. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, he looked fantastic. Like, just Malone's wet dream. So... I can't wait to see a bit more Devon Reed. That's that's what the Nuggets is at right now. It's fun times. That sounds like something that I would say as a Cavaliers fan. Like, you oh, know, this bloke I signed to a ten days actually. Like, he did play really well though. Yeah, good on him. Um, Zeke Nagy's sixty six percent from three point line, uh, land in the for the season. Like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's he's keeping it up. Uh, I'm gonna gonna admit something. Yeah. I was wrong about the Chicago Bulls. I had my doubts. Yeah, they're awesome. I had uh, some... Yeah, it was mainly their defense. I don't know why. And I did have a questionable f- thought that the DeMar pick, uh, signing would be a bit of a questionable fit, but they're fucking rolling. Like they, they're sick. They beat, um, whatchamacallit, Brooklyn this morning. I've actually... Here's a little uh, teaser. I'm doing the updated Sports by Fry MVP rankings. DeMar comes up to fifth. 
Okay. Um, so he definitely deserves a ton of credit for the way he's playing. I think he's, if not the most points scored, because he's played every game, like dudes who are above him, right, like yeah. Curry and yep. Durant and Giannis and them have missed a couple. Um, if he's not number one, then he's right up there. So, yeah, he's been huge. So I'll admit I was wrong. Uh, do yep. you, Told you Do you want to admit anything about the Phoenix Suns? No. <laughs> they suck. You're dying on that hill? Yeah, man. Because I'll be honest, like after I watched both Warriors-Suns games, and again, I think I mentioned this on the other pod I did, take it with a grain of salt. It's two games in an 82-game slate. But they're like what fueled that huge winning streak for them. I think those are things that will translate to success over the rest of the season and potentially into the playoffs. Like they got really good defenders. Mikhail Bridges probably deserves to have some uh, defensive player of the year buzz. Chris Paul's still just like... Steering the ship. DeAndre Ayton's, I think, getting slowly getting better as well. They're deep. I've got a lot of time for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, I'll like give them full credit. They're um, a fantastic, like, cohesive unit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, still not, not that interested in them, to be honest. I guess... You, it's it's easy to say, oh, I was wrong about them after they win 16 games. But it's in... what? Where are we? December. You know, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. We're a quarter like, of the way through the season, yeah. ballpark. Yeah, I would still take the Warriors over them, who just beat them, you know, like... Yeah, they're... they're what's the word? They'll be defined by what they achieve in the playoffs, similar to a team like Utah. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they made a bit more noise in the playoffs and kind of kept a top seed. Because I thought... At the start of the year, they might slip out of the top four, still make like maybe be out of playing conversation, but I didn't expect they'd be like top two, top three, which mm. now, uh, again, an 18-game winning streak will fuel that and make you know. contend. But now that they've had their winning streak snapped, uh, do you know who's got the longest winning streak in the league? Is it the, the Wes Unseld Juniors? No, I don't know. I'm nah. just totally guessing. No, nah, it is the Houston Rockets. Wow. <laughs> they have won five straight. To move to 6 and 16. So, the rest of the pod, what I want to do is talk about like a couple of teams, like the Houston Rockets, who probably haven't got a bit of shine because I've dug through some of the numbers. In that five-game streak, they're fourth in scoring, number one in assists, which has been interesting. Hmm. Uh, Former NBL stud Jay Sean Tate has been playing out of his fucking skin. You know why they're playing so well? It's because Jalen Green hasn't been playing, man. Well, he's only played in one of those games, so a bit of Ewing theory early with Jalen Green. Uh, Garrison Matthews. Ewing theory? What's that? Never heard that one before? No, never heard. It's like when Patrick Ewing got injured and the Knicks made their, like, most successful run. I don't oh, know. Wow. I think that's when they went to the finals huh. from memory. Yeah. Okay. Never it's a Bill that. Simmons euphemism. Right. Okay. Um, he uses it all the time. But the it, one of the interesting things I wanted to, or maybe not interesting, but the biggest storyline I think with the Rockets is the whole John Wall situation because he wanted to play. I think he wanted to start, but then they've said, nah, you can't really start. And he's like, okay, well, I'll come back anyway. And they're like, nah, we'll just keep you till we can trade you. But he's on like, if not the biggest contract in the league. It's probably like second Pretty or untradeable, third. yeah. Who do you reckon, and we might have to spitball so, and throw some teams back, back and forth, but like how how the hell can John Wall get freed, do you reckon? Well, just on the John Wall thing, I'm pretty sure they just went to him and said, all right, we want you to play, and he said no. Or I, am I getting that I wrong? I think that's what they agreed earlier in the year, but now he's kind of come back and said he wants to play. Oh, I swear! I, and this is just—I could be wrong. This as is well. just me reading the ESPN fantasy app updates. Like, yep. I could have sworn that he said no this time. 
But anyway, uh, how can they free John Wall? You check while I, yeah. while I spitball. Man, that's tough. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird position, right? Yeah, so could... Yeah, he, he couldn't get traded and then bought it. That doesn't make any sense. Nah, no, so like, there's no apparent... There's not the seriously discussing a buyout, but I think what's he's not playing for is the disagreement over his possible role. I think, like, he wants to start, and let's be honest, probably should be starting on this yeah, shit team. Like, yeah. but yeah, they're like, well, nah, he's owed 44 mil this season and 44 mil next season. Shit. Like, fucking absurd amounts Did they sign him to that? Nah, they traded him with Westbrook. God, what a I'm pretty sure Houston move. signed him to the deal. Then he did his Achilles. So, yeah. One of the Still potentially no. worst contract signings in NBA history. That's, yeah, that But, hurts. yeah, I don't. I honestly, I was like, I was trying to come with some ideas to no the pod. I wanted to see him go to the Clippers. Salary cap-wise, that might be difficult. I think you could throw, like, a Luke Kennard, Eric Bledsoe, something-something together. Just purely from, I'm like, yep, if you have Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi, that's kind of cool. Maybe I think Minnesota was a team floated around earlier this year, but they probably have to flip D'Angelo. And let's be honest, you're not really gaining anything doing that. Probably either team, really. John Wall is just like such a question mark at this point. Just like Stephen Cornelio. You're like, what the hell's going on? Can't find another team that I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So he might honestly be destined to just sit in Houston and continue to argue over what role he should he play, which just, kind of sucks. He better but. just Derek Rose it and just like, fuck it, I'll come off the bench and be a boss and score 55 or whatever Rose had the other year and in Minnesota and just, yeah, I'm sick. Like, Well, I think that's on that similar team wavelength. I think that's a big reason why Kemba's out of the rotation in New York as well. It's like he was starting wanted to play like a certain number of minutes and I think he's got to like accept he's at a very different point in his career. I think... And the, hopefully he does. But don't forget he doesn't play a lick of defense. Yeah. Mate. That, I think that's the big so reason small guard. Like, yeah, that I, that would be Dodgy more knees wide. as well. But yeah, yeah, he probably does need to move on a bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, hopefully John Wall can uh, find a way out of he's just Houston, such a, but God, like such a tragic story. Like, really is, you, hey? you look at it like his photo in, like his NBA photo that they show and he just looks sad, man. I just, <laughs> he definitely does. Hey? Like he is earning $44 million a year. So, how, you know, but uh, he's Money just, can't buy he's happiness. Just, he's just rotting. Like he'd he rather play in Australia probably, mate. Like honestly, like. Uh, there's no room for him at the wild catch, that's for sure. We've no. got our uh, version of Steph Curry and uh, Bryce Cotton. Fucking oath. Any of you, any of you out of WA listeners, <laughs> suck it. Speaking of the NBL, uh, Josh Giddy's home in America, the Oklahoma City Thunder, have the same record as Houston at the moment. Yeah, they currently have the longest losing streak in the league, and uh, one of those losses that they've suffered in their eight-game losing streak, eighty points, included a seventy-three-point oh. loss. Uh, you know what time it is. It's time for the useless sports by Fry stat. Oh, I thought we'd already had that. Nah, nah. So, 73 points the Thunder lost, 152-79 to 79 against the Grizzlies the other day. The Grizzlies had more points in the paint than the Thunder scored in total. So, they had 82 points in the paint. Thunder only scored 79. In their losing streak, Thunder are shooting under 40% from the field, under 30% from three, and uh, they don't really have... 
anything going for him at the moment. Shay Gilgis is out with concussion. <sighs> Giddy didn't play. He's been playing all right, but he didn't play in that Memphis game. And this oh, that's kind of, good, I guess. Yeah, this kind of ties in a little bit with Houston, but I'm wondering, like, what has OKC got to show for these, like, years of tanking so far? They got Shea in that Clippers trade. Yeah, that, that happened immediately afterwards, didn't it? Yeah, they got Giddy now. I don't feel like it's been that long, if I'm being honest. Um, so, I, I don't know. Uh, it's still a little bit more time, um, but at the same time, who fucking knows? Like, I, I really like what Gideon Shea sort of represent. I Dort's think that- looking better as well. Yeah, I guess like, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think if they've, they need to like find something to start rolling because they better hit big in the um, lottery this year, like get Chet Holmgren or Paolo. Like, there's not really, Shea looks dope, but there's not really Giddy a looks cornerstone. Great too. Giddy does, but yeah, I feel like. You know, kind of tying it back in with Houston. Like, you should be playing John Wall and, like, building a culture. And, like, I can understand why you want to tank and lose and get a potentially high draft pick. But they've only had pick six. I think they had pick five the year before that. Mm. Like, the way the lottery works now, you can't just have the worst record in the league and then hit the jackpot. So, tough times in OKC. Yeah, I think they'll come good, to be honest. it's uh, There's no magic bullet in the NBA. Like... They're definitely not a like destination, so nah. they kind of don't have an, another option, really. Fair, yeah. So like it, it's worked once before for them with those that initial big four that they managed to snag out of the draft. There's OKC and and also like um, not Green Bay, M- Milwaukee, and yeah, places okay. like that really just ha- have no other option but Cleveland. to just wait. <laughs> and Minnesota's another one you just have to hit in the draft, really. Um, so it, it's easy for us to sit on the outside and be like, oh, come on, OKC, like, what have you got to show? But they're like, what else can we fucking yeah, do? Yeah, there's now? no alternative. Like, yeah, we let the, the guns walk. So now it's another 10-year process. Like, Sick. Yeah, it's facts. Uh, they have, like I said, lost eight straight games, tied with the Detroit Pistons, who I think haven't got much of a mention on this podcast throughout the year as well, probably for good reason. They, uh, They'll come right. Their offense is abysmal at the moment. Like offensive rating, I think they're the worst throughout their streak. But and that's with Jeremy Grant averaging like twenty four points as well. So he's trying his damnedest to keep them in the mix and floating. Cade Cunningham's playing like a rookie. Shooting's rough, but he's averaging. It's like, coming better. He's averaging like fifteen seven and five and a half as well. Like yep. not awful numbers. Um, and they, I think, somewhat similar to. OKC, they've got a couple of building blocks, but I don't know why. I feel like they're in a better position than the Thunder. Probably because they just have the number one draft pick. Yeah, mate. that would. I'm a little bit of that bias, but yeah, he's like a potential superstar. Yeah, and he's playing like he really could be. Like he's pretty well rounded. His shooting was rough at the start of the season, but like he's coming off an injury, so he probably didn't have much practice time. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have time to get touch. I think it's. Coming a lot better. I sort of check the box score right anytime I see Cade or uh, Detroit's played, and it's sort of closer to fifty percent ish. I quite like Killian Hayes too. Yeah, he was someone that coming out of the draft, he was a very polarizing player. People were either like all in on him, or they were like, "Nah, he's not a great pick." He's got a unique but, skill set, and he's like what 
two years into his NBA career. Like yeah. they say all the time that guards need at least like five to six years to kind of find their feet. You can cut bait with them sometimes too soon. Mike Conley's a really good example. Kyle Lowry as well. Like Lowry's a good example. Some yeah. of those dudes don't instantly hit. And that, obviously, if you draft them, that's what you want them for. Over their rookie contract, you want to, by the time you get to the end of it, be like, mm. right, he's our starting point guard, no dramas. But yeah, I've always kind of liked Killian Hayes, but similar deal. His shooting numbers are rough as well. Yeah. You know, it's like you say, there's no rush True. for the for them or, or Detroit, really. Like, the, I think no one's going to sign in Detroit. No. It's, to be honest, it's like a bit of a weird city as well. You're like, I don't know if I'd go to Detroit. No, probably not on my uh, you know to visit I mean? list. So, again, it's just like we've got a hit in the draft. They took a bit of a risk on Hayes. But I feel I can't remember what that draft was like, if I'm being honest. But I don't. I, don't, I remember sort of being like, oh, okay. Like, what else were they going to do? I like what he offers defensively, and I think he's a great defender. And I think next to Cade, like he, you know, he he doesn't need to shoot the ball a lot. It actually might work really well if they get one more good draft pick, which they seem destined to do. Yeah, they got the worst record in the league at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I so. think I think it could work pretty nicely. So. Just on that... Uh, okay, um, New Orleans might fucking need the same, I think. That's true. Uh, they weren't on the slate. Do you want to uh, talk about New Orleans? Because no. Zion just had uh, another setback. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't think it's well, huge. Was it but- that he's 300 pounds? <laughs> yeah, well, it's foot soreness. So, <laughs> walking around must you, be uh, pretty laborious he for needs the poor to fella. get back into high school shape. Dead like, set. Really true. He just needs to not touch a weight. Like... He touched he, or a po' boy, mate. He, he, yeah. no, no more gator bites. Like <laughs> he, he looks at a gym and gains fifteen pounds. Like he just needs to keep his sunglasses on when mm. passing golds and just stay on the court and just lose a ton away, and he'll be fine. Like because he looked all right in college. He looked obviously like great in high school. I know he's like a lot, a bit younger, but if he gets to that size, he's still going to be like a dominant player who'll probably just shift to small forward which he probably fits better yeah, anyway that would be a terrible call you know uh, he's got a really nice little handle i think he just needs to slim down that's all that's all i have on uh new orleans uh quickly going back to the detroit saga you did say and obviously they're not gonna really get anyone unless they trade for him or they draft them Jeremy Grant was apparently one of the players that was on the supposed list of players that the Sixers would accept for Ben Simmons. Wow. So, you would would think that they would be like, right, we'll do a Jeremy Grant swap, but you also have to give us 19 picks as well. Like, you wouldn't think that it would just be those two players. Yeah. But is that a path you would encourage the Pistons to go down? Yeah, I'd have a real look at it. Because I feel like that would be a like with Cade, him... Yeah. Um, oh. Good old beef stew in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting fit, but... I'd have a think. I'd definitely be on the phone. If you could choose to just have on your roster Jeremy Grant or Ben Simmons... Ben Simmons. You would pick Ben Simmons, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, unequivocally. So, watch this space. Hopefully, yeah. he can return to the court soon as well. It but. might, like, getting Ben Simmons might, you know, solve some issues, but also, like, Ben Simmons isn't without his problems like no i'm not talking like off field this whole saga but like you know his the lack of shooting and that his own issues that just brings up issue anyway it's not a a easy answer but 
I would be on the phone. He's been linked, I think, heavily. Well, not heavily. It's not the right word. But with Portland ever since this whole like potential trade thing came out. They're the last squad I want to talk about because they fired their president slash GM, Was Neil Olshay. weird stuff or something? It's or? for violations of team's code of conduct. So, mm. I think okay. I have read tidbits throughout um, most of the season. And I think it's like not like sexual harassment stuff, but seems like he's a bit of a scumbag. So anyway, Jesus. he's gone. Get it together. Uh, Portland's in a really weird spot. Dame Lillard's out with a abdominal strain injury at the moment that apparently he said he's been dealing with for like four years. And you do wonder if it's like started to have an effect because he didn't play great in the Olympics. Hasn't been like the same Dame that we know to start the season. Mm. So I'm not saying that mm. Portland should trade Dame. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dame starts to seriously think about asking out, given the other shit that's going on at the moment. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chauncey Billups, uh, like he talked about, they lost to the Spurs by like 30, I want to say. Mm. They lost to Boston today by like 20. And Billups came in and was like, yep, we're going to do this, this and this on defense. But their defense is still shit. So if I was... Because they run- got Nurkic, mate. Yeah, if- <laughs> true. If I was running Portland, I would seriously look at a long and hard at a potential CJ Ben Simmons swap because mm. I don't want to give up Dame. Those blokes don't grow on trees, but I feel like if you could play Simmons almost in like a a Draymond Green type of role yeah. Yeah. Um, next to Lillard, you got other solid players. The problem is you need, you still need CJ for it to work. I think like it's, yeah, it's a shame they can't, they don't just have a young talent somewhere hidden at like, Ant Simons wasn't doing a little bit more or Yeah, he's he's slowly getting better, but he hasn't exactly jumped off the page. Yeah, there's it just doesn't seem like a you're just losing you're not gaining much as Portland. You're just gonna stay in the middle, like they're seventh at the moment as well. Like it's yeah. it feels like the sky's falling, but they're not out of it by any means. But they'll yeah. just stay there though. They seem destined to just I was gonna say they seem destined to just kind of float in that spot. They had mm. their run. They went on a pretty... I think they've got the streak for the most consecutive postseason appearances as well. Yay. So, they've been, yeah, they've been round it. But, yeah, God, I do wonder what's going to happen there now that, like, this GM's gone. Because the interim bloke, like, don't know if he'll keep the job long, keep the job long term or not. But mm. Portland needs to, like, do something. They either need to, like, yeah. make a move to make Dame happy or, like, blow it up and, like, quickly reset, like, trade... Some for another like potential good pick. I don't know. I feel like they're the next team that will like blow up their roster and really try and sink to the bottom so that they can get a high draft pick or, yeah. like I said, make a big move. It's that whole thing of you're like, oh, what would you do if you were their GM? You're like, oh, I don't know. Don't know. Like, yeah. they're, they're fucked. Like, you can't, you can't be in the middle in the NBA. They just um, extended Norm Powell. Who I'm like, oh, sure. He's a great good player. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's no right answer for them. The the answer is that there's no right answer, and they're they're in trouble. Like it's just plain and simple. <laughs> Sorry, Portland. There's no uh, yeah. no good news to end on. I think you got cool jerseys. Yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> there was uh, some stuff I was going to talk about potential trades, but we've teased a couple of them, and I might honestly reckon we do that next week. Uh, any other sporting updates you want to provide the fans? We watched a bit of Big Bash. We watched a bit of uh, NBL. It's yeah. been a good uh, weekend. Summer's in full swing. 
Bloody oath. No, I've got no sporting. Uh, anyone uh, got any NFL fantasy advice for me? Send it my way. Hey, Carson, uh, getting Carson Wentz will give you your first win this week. No, no <laughs> All right. Well, let's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for sitting down, JLo. Till next time, ship your windy. Hoot. Hoot.